Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a Survivor's storyline and editing podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I am Daniel. And today we are covering episode three of Survivor David versus Goliath. I am a Goliath strong. And I guess we're also doing some episode two catch up. Yeah, the last week I was gone doing uh, Sequester uh, in a couple months. You guys can see me on uh, online reality show. So that's that's why we didn't have an episode last week. But, uh, you know, both of these episodes have been super strong. Uh, I got to see them like basically back to back because uh, I was completely without Internet for a week. Uh, but, you know, I, I they were both super good. Uh, and this season continues to keep delivering. Yeah, absolutely. I... I love all these characters. I love both of these episodes. Um, it'll just be a challenge for us to pack it all into one episode, but we're going to try. Yeah, we'll be focusing mostly on episode three, and if anything yeah. uh, jumps out at us from episode two. Yeah. But episode episode two is a big episode for me anyway, uh, just kind of figuring out where everything fits. But episode three, I think, was awesome because we finally get to see the Goliath go to tribal and like i personally thought natalie would live the pre like pre pre swap i didn't think she was ever going to go to tribal i didn't think she would survive a tribal <laughs> council so i'm shocked like that was good stuff um it was a 9 to 1 vote like i can't that's insane i yeah and there's a lot of implications around that i think from what we've seen versus how the vote actually came out so we'll get to those for sure um yeah, I think this sort of like completes the three-episode arc before we get that swap, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes from here, because I think we saw very distinct stories on both tribes, but now they're all being mixed together, and I think some people who haven't had very strong relationships yet might get them, and then we'll also see the relationships that have been formed, how they sort of develop from here. Yeah, this is a very relationships-based season, whether that's pairs or trios yeah. or whatever. And it makes me like I like normally like going into a swap, I have like a good guess of who's gonna end up with who just from like the story they've told. And then this one, I don't actually have very much of a guess. Like I'm guessing most of the pairs stay together, but at the same time, like I feel like like the Gabby Nick Christian story is intertwined, but I can't imagine that they're all ending up together. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm excited to see how the swap turns out, who's with who, because I really don't have many guesses. Yeah, there's so many possible combinations with this swap, with all the pairs and such. And it's interesting that we're swapping at 17. Um, I... Yeah, we are not swapping at 17. Uh, is there, like, official word on that, or... That's just my guess. Like, I I strongly do not believe that we're swapping at 17, and I think there's a clue in the episode as to what's actually going to be happening. Yeah, you could say it's the bee's knees. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely not say it's joke, the bee's knees. We'll take it. Um, Yeah, so that's what we have to look forward to, but uh, I think we said that we enjoyed this episode a lot, so I think we're ready to move into our actual stories session of this podcast. Um, we'll reflect on some ones we brought up from the first episode, starting with turning your strengths into advantages. Yeah, this was especially touched on in the challenge when it's pouring rain and Jeff is like, yo, it's raining and you guys are happy. Is that because you just have such adventurous spirits? And they're all like, yeah, Jeff. Like, this is clearly a 
what a cast who's very like optimistic but also a like this is also clearly a motif for this season as a whole uh anyone who's super pessimistic is gonna look really bad in this season yeah i think it was amazing how they focused on that with sort of how the weather's turned out they were like at least you guys are all like happy and you all seem excited to be here so the moment we get any like bradley's or anything I mean, you already know with a Bradley, it's not a good look, but... Yeah, especially not in this season. Uh, And, yeah, like, so in this episode, um, there wasn't a huge amount of it other than maybe with Angelina talking about, like, how she gets discounts at restaurants because she knows how to smooth talk. Uh, That was mainly where this one came for this episode, I think. They did talk briefly at the challenge about how Carl and Elizabeth have been using rope all their lives and how that corresponded to the challenge. But, like, it wasn't where they gained the advantage in their challenge. It was just, yeah. I think, Jeff trying to... Coincidence that they Jeff had. trying to yeah. really force that theme in there wherever he can, so... Jeff loves his <laughs> themes. But yeah, like other than that, like this wasn't a huge one in this episode. It is kind of like an overarching one for the season, but I don't think it's one that like necessarily is going to tie into the winner like 100%. So Yeah, it's very easy for it to come up in anyone's confessional where they're talking about just their real life and how that corresponds to the game. So, we saw it with Angelina. I mean, who knows Natalie can pull it up with her publishing CEO history. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be mentioned all the time in this season, and I definitely don't think this is the end. Um, I'm sure the winner's journey will be uh, ham-fisted into being tied to this in all kinds of different ways. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm on the lookout for, is places where they're really trying to bring the person's strengths to light and how they are an advantage in this game. Yes. Uh, Look for the... I'm... In my normal life, I do this, and because of that, this is going to be uh, an advantage in this game. Like, uh, I think that's going to be extremely important. Uh, I think the most important w- mention of that in episode two and three, actually, is in the first episode, they they bring up this uh, sort of motif of it's not about the advantage, it's about uh, what is the advantage. And Mike White had a confessional talking about how information of an idol is more powerful than a, than an actual idol and stuff like that is going to be super all over the place in this season yeah especially now that the person who was running around and talking about that information has is gone so it's interesting that mike sort of got first dibs on that information even though most everyone knows mm-hmm. it's definitely super interesting uh so the next theme on our board here is sort of like empathy versus looking out for yourself. So this has come up all kinds of the times where like um, when Natalie went to Mike when he was on the bottom and looking for the idol, she was she opted to help somebody who was like kind of stranded. Uh, and that's something that keeps popping up is in this episode, John goes to Natalie and's like, listen, your name's out there. Uh, whereas Mike to Jeremy is like, I love Jeremy, but I can't risk my game to help him. I think we also see that with Jeremy declaring Natalie a lost cause and just going on the all-out offensive and just generally doing a lot of things that look to be self-preservation, and that's ultimately why he is eliminated. Yep. I think this season is saying 
at least right now, that you should look after yourself? Um, I would say almost on the David tribe during episode two, you had Gabby sort of doing that where she's like, I'm not much stronger than Lyrsa. So if Lyrsa goes, I'm next. And when she protects Lyrsa, it then like has now made her the first target instead of Lyrsa. Yep, it backfired on her. So we'll see. And that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. That's what I think it's trying to say that in the game of Survivor, yeah, being having a partnership or whatever is important, but you should look at yourself at the end of the day. I do imagine a lot of these pairs that we were talking about, like the Mason Dixons, the Gabby Christian, Kara Dan. I think, yeah, Kara Dan, um, even Nick, uh, Elizabeth, there's going to be a question down the line of one of these pairs are going to break up because one of them is going to self-destruct and the other one's going to be like, I don't know if I save them or not. Yeah. We already saw it with Mike Jeremy. So that's, I, I feel like that's going to be the story for a lot of these pairs. And it probably Kara uh, Dan is the most like that. Yeah. Cause they're really showing or sowing the seeds of Dan isn't really playing strategically. He's, playing with his heart a little too much and it's hurting Kara. Yes. So she's constantly weighing what to do. It's an extremely captivating story too. I really like the story where it's kind of nuanced of like, what is the right call? Because I think that's sort of what's the fun in the whole Kara Dan story is it's just like, yeah, she has two votes, but everyone looks at her as more threatening and like less capable. It's very interesting. Like I like this dynamic. I don't think it's one we've really seen before. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see whether they get swapped together or if they get swapped apart, because I think that could be interesting. Because if they get swapped apart, they're obviously coming back together, but what that will mm-hmm. look like after they come together. Yeah, it's clearly a major theme of this whole entire season. Like That duo in particular, especially tied with this theme. And I'm very interested to see how that uh, unravels. Yeah. So the next theme we have on the board is the girls, girls, girls theme. Uh, which was honestly not super in these past two episodes. Like, we got, like, the six forming on the Goliath tribe, uh, but honestly, there wasn't a huge emphasis on it being girls. Um, so I'm not 100% sure where it's going, but obviously that initial seed of it being Angelina's story of, like, a girl's gonna find an idol is interesting considering in these two episodes we had not girls finding idols, we had Davey finding an idol, so, yeah. it's definitely interesting to see where they're going. Like, there's definitely a very female-centric theme underlying in the background, whether that means we have a girl winner or if it means girls just going to dominate the game or something. It's so hard to tell at this point, but they're clearly trying to tell us something's important about the girls collectively. It was interesting because it definitely seemed that way for the first two episodes with um, even Jessica's boot being done by the girls alliance even though jessica is a girl so that was strange but the alliance of six on the goliaths forming and because of the girls who each have their own guy that they look after um who didn't get to comment on it yes uh but it wasn't really shown in this episode so much um elizabeth and lyrsa were almost completely invisible gabby was not shown in a good light and of course, the way the Goliath tribe actually panned out when they went to tribal is there was no focus on this alliance of six, really. It was all about yeah. Jeremy versus Natalie. So I think it's flipped the other way for now. We'll see if it comes back because I do think they showed off a lot of strong female characters in the first two episodes, but I don't know. We'll see. 
And now that uh, this theme is gone beyond just one person talking about it, uh, we've put it into our main sort of stories. We got Slamtown, which was talked about on the David Tribe, and one of the more like interesting editing choices. Absolutely. Because like from, yeah, from what I can tell, all they do is talk about the other tribe and what they'll be like, and it never gets shown. Oh yeah. Like that's like any exit interview you hear, it's like yeah, all we did was talk and like theorize about who these people are, uh, but it's never aired like ever, and we get. Not only Gabby and Christian talking about John and Slamtown, but we get Christian and Gabby talking about it, and then Christian having a confessional about how excited he is to meet John. Very interesting. Um, I think it's officially a theme of the season, Slamtown and what it means. Whether that's just an alliance name that's going to come up, I don't know, but it's definitely something we're supposed to be paying attention to. I think, and it's very specifically related to John, but just the idea of sort of not identifying so much as being the mayor of Slamtown, but being John Hennigan and how that relates, especially now that you have these two people on the other tribe who really want to endorse it and see what it's all about. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Wrestling's been brought up a bunch on this season, like like all the time. Like I don't know if it's just the editors are having a bunch of fun with John because like, he's great, but like in this episode you had uh, John talking to – Jeremy being like, what? You've never seen wrestling? It's the greatest. Like, wrestling itself is almost its own theme in this season, and that's super interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I'm all here for it, so. <laughs> I, I We'll get to John, but I definitely liked him more, so we're getting there. And the final theme on this board we have here is the nerds. Uh, again, kind of tied to the Slamtown. Uh, we have so many people talking about being nerds in this, and it's not even funny. Um... And I think this is absolutely, like, it's an old Survivor trope, is there's always the nerds and the cool kids, and usually in Survivor, the nerds usually win. Um, And I think this season's no different, uh, because we got Christian and Gabby, who are, like, the official nerds alliance, but then we also have, like, John, who secretly has a university degree in geology, so he's nerdier than he seems, and Davey, who's the black nerd, and, like, so many nerds, so many nerds. Yeah, we sort of forecast this in our pre-show assessment where there were a lot of people who were definitely identifying as nerds. I think Angelina did it. Natalia did it. Um, So we're not seeing everyone be a nerd in the scope of the show, but it's definitely there and it's interesting to see because it's definitely being portrayed as positive for the most part. Um, even with Gabby, it's not her nerdiness necessarily that's being portrayed bad. It's just her maybe neuroticism. <laughs> yeah, and like even Angelina, her first confessional talks about being a nerd. How she uh, went to Stanford, and because of that, she's like she's a proud nerd or whatever. Uh, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I feel like someone who identifies as a nerd is going to win the season. That's personally how I view it. Uh, anyone who hasn't in some way tied themselves to being a nerd with all these motifs coming out like crazy, I really think is dropping down my board faster and faster, uh, just because of how many there are and how many have gotten like extreme focus on that fact. Uh, so that's personally what I think is I think one of these people who identifies as a nerd is going to win. I don't know if I'm putting as much stock into it, but I think it's an interesting thing that I'm definitely keeping a through line on to see what happens with it. Sweet. And so now we will go through the David tribe. Uh, and as always, we're going to be starting with B. Uh, uh, 
not a good episode for Pete. You wouldn't see. I when I went through and looked at who could be winning, who could. Oh gosh, it's just everywhere. Um, but B kind of made it back up there. But I mean, the next episode is just absolutely critical because yeah. I mean, one respect. All that knee coverage is just her being medevaced next episode. Yeah, the combo of her knee being getting content after the other tribe won the immunity challenge, or after they won the immunity challenge. We go back to the David tribe where it's just a scene about B's knee, and we're swapping at 17. Like, math don't work that way. I feel like we're getting the, um, uh, and, uh, Terry Dietz can. Terry Dietz medevac in uh, Cambodia where it's just medevac into swap like that's I feel like what we're getting is a swap at 16 B's gonna leave early in the episode so they chose to set that up now yeah I didn't really look but I'm pretty sure you could tell just from the preview whether or not she's there I mean if you want to go back and look you sure can I almost want to keep it a surprise because I think the other alternative is that um, this is like really developing B's story and she's going to overcome it and win. She's the ultimate underdog. Yeah. I mean, her content so far, it's been quiet, but it hasn't necessarily been bad. There was that one moment where she was paired with Jessica and they, well, Gabby claims they blew Gabby off, but Gabby's not being shown in the best light now either. So you can weigh that differently. But otherwise, it's all about never giving up, um, getting out of bad situations, using your strengths. So, yeah, I mean, it's all if she survives next episode. She's uh, winning. Is that what you're thinking? Not I'm not going to say she's winning, but she's definitely someone to look for. Because, yeah, honestly, I would say if B somehow is still here in two weeks, like, I'll, I'll give her one more episode to maybe, like, leave from, like, a medevac. Like, if she's still there, Pencil Run is my winner pick because then she has the most clearly defined narrative ever of, like, never give up and then, like, breaks <laughs> her knee or whatever and still never gives up. Like, that's that, that's probably going to win. I just think there's – I don't see how we're swapping at 17. I don't see yeah. how, like, why they would ever bring us to the David Tribe after – uh, they won the immunity challenge. Like, there's just so many red flags there. Well, I think, okay, here's my tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. Um, with David winning, and if you want to really focus on them overcoming the Goliaths, they did sort of focus on that, like finally getting a win. It did sort of go immediately to bead, though. And then maybe there's just an exile twist at 17. You never know. <laughs> I, I sincerely hope so. That, I think it would be great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about B. Like, theoretically, she has an okay at it. Like, there's a world where she maybe wins with it, minus all the knee coverage. But <laughs> I just feel like she's too low-key and she's too tied to people. Like, her being, like, honestly, her content being tied to Jessica's makes no sense at this point. Like, it seems like they just wanted to give everybody kind of an okay narrative, which is the right thing to do. But, like... Unless she's the Natalie to yeah, like the, Jessica's Jeremy. The second it's boot. All, like it's, it's all fitting together. It's a bit of a stretch. Um, I think we have a much better contender for... Yeah, we uh, have a much better contender for the Natalie. And I let's just go to him now. Carl getting content crying about Jessica being his daughter and how he really misses his family. That was incredible content. Yeah. 
I think my biggest red flag for Carl now is that the actual episode in which Jessica goes home wasn't the greatest for Carl. Yeah. I mean, like, in some ways you can be shielding him from getting blindsided completely. Uh, and then he gets, in my opinion, content that completely justifies and re-brings him up as a contender. Like, I definitely agree, like, his Jessica, like the episode two was a bad look, but when his number one ally is leaving and then his next episode content is about how sad he is that his, like, his little girl left because uh, it makes him think of his family, I definitely don't, to me, it doesn't really hurt him. Uh, I, I don't really know how else you show that. And honestly, especially Jessica's amazing premiere into a terrible boot episode. Like, she was clearly a bad player. Like, really, really bad. And the first episode didn't tell us that. First episode told us she was really good. And, like, I feel like that, to me, like, Jessica getting a really good premiere is really good for Carl. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that second episode was as bad as it could have been. Jessica really seemed very angry and very confrontational like just body language wise but it wasn't shown as much in her actual content so i don't know maybe there is some shielding there carl's definitely in my con- like still in my list of people who can win but not very high yeah if carl came out and honestly like if carl came out it was like i'm a nerd i love horses or something like he, <laughs> like he's he, i would literally just pencil him as like the most obvious winner of all time that one missing link is Enough for me because I think the nerds are winning over everybody else in this season. And Carl lacking that one motif is like, ah. But for me, Carl's absolutely in contention. Uh, he got like that beautiful, beautiful shot of him looking at the moonlight. Like, like this is the kind of thing where they're really paying attention and making sure everyone, like making sure that everyone knows who Carl is all the time. Uh, and like he has a clear story too. Like he gets to the beach. He doesn't think the game's gonna be as crazy as it is. He steps it up. Je- then his number one ally leaves, and he steps up even further. Like he has a clear narrative. Um, if he continues to get blindsided and continues to just be like, "I didn't realize it would be so hard." Now I'm ramping it up. Probably not a good sign. But with just the two so far, that's fine for me. Yeah, I, I'm probably gonna sound like a broken record, so maybe I'll point out the opposite. But for Carl, next episode matters a lot i think to see where he fits in um when it comes to a new yeah because again like this is also the kind of guy that jeff probes is just gonna love like he's probably always gonna get decent content no matter what because he's pretty captivating like pe- like they love the masculine dude crying about his family like that's that's what survivor loves so like he's the one that's kind of a little bit hard to evaluate but i do think he's in good standing i would say an even better standing or maybe just like I don't know yet, is Christian. Yeah, Christian's odd for me because I really do think he could win. But this archetype, as we said before, so hard to evaluate because like they're always like they're good narrators. Like the super fan's super good at narrating. Like he's a very clear character. Um and so it's a little hard to like actually figure out when these people are winning. Um because they're all like like yeah. I don't think I, I could explain the quantifiable difference between Christian and Ryan at this point, other than that I think Christian could win. And I don't know what difference is, but there is one. And it's just, my main reservation is mostly just that premiere where he was kind of made fun of, uh, like with the nervous talking, but. That's true. Um, I don't know. He seems very lovable. He's not being like 
getting all the content. Like, this episode was pretty quiet for him. And the rest of the David tribe, really. But it was fairly quiet for him, which is definitely what he needed, I think. He still got to talk about his strategy a bit, but overall, quiet. Yeah, and this is a guy who's in multiple duos. Like, he has a duo with Gabby. He has a duo with Nick. Um, and he has, like, a lot of stories going on. Like, I feel like he's here for a while. Um, I just... Like, that's the thing is, like, I have him on my contenders board because absolutely he could win. He fits the nerd thing. He fits the David thing. Um, I think he's absolutely going to have an alliance with John. Um, so that's another oh, yeah. duo. Or some relationship. Yeah, it's another duo. Uh, Davey mentioned that Christian and uh, Nick were two of his number ones. Like, I think on the beach, Christian's playing an incredible game, getting a good edit. I really do think he could be our winner. But part of me, like... For me, there's, like, a number of people above him. Huh. I guess maybe if I look at that first episode more negatively, more people sort of leapfrog him, but that sort of fallen to the past for me, and he's still pretty high on my list. Yeah, Not that's the, highest, the thing. is but... like For me, I almost feel like someone more low-key is going to win, and like I feel like we've seen Christian's faults. Like, he can't explain himself super well, and that, like, I don't know. That almost feels like something they wouldn't show the winner being bad at. Like, like the nervous talking is a great scene, but it almost feels like disqualifying almost for him for me if his other content wasn't so good. So, I don't really know what to do with Christian. I mean, they do, at the second tribal council, well, the first tribal council technically, they show him talking, I think it's like about being yeah. on a roller coaster and how that relates to fear, and then everyone is just like, oh, he's such a great talker. So, they're... They're doing weird things with him, but I think in the end, we're just still not sure. He's not getting an edit that disqualifies him from winning, given his archetype, but it's also about the same edit anyone gets yes. in this archetype. So, someone. Yeah, he's to like the best nerd in a long time, I think, like in terms of like, I think, chance to win. Uh, because normally I don't really. Like, I, normally I'm a little negative on them in terms of chance to win, but Christian, I could absolutely see it. I think for a swap episode, watch, he might be one of the lower ones. Like, as long as he gets some content, he'd still be about the same place on my list. If he was totally, like, Dan-level UTR1 this episode, probably yeah. not. And he's absolutely going to swap well. with John, right? Like, 100%? Um, I don't know. It depends on how much swapping there is. I guess last year, or last season, we had a swap at 15. Yeah, true. Two, I guess, so. yeah, yeah. That's probably so. I would just say, I guess he has plot armor until he meets John. Yeah. Yes. All right. Next up, we got Davy, the octopus killer. Um, honestly, he might be my winner pick at this point. He is my winner pick. I think what I said about the pre-swap episodes being a complete arc really works in Davy's favor. Because the one weakness of Davey right now is that he does not have any strong relationships on a season that's mm-hmm. all about relationships. Um, but if none of his relationships mattered, it makes sense that he would not be getting them yet. And I think, once again, the swap is super important because one of the first scenes we should see is him making yes bonds wherever yeah, like he if lands. Davey needs, like, like, the only alliance that he could keep on the David tribe is Carl, I think. Like, him and Carl had, like, a duo in episode one. But other than that, he really had nothing. And it it was just dropped on us that Christian and Nick were his allies. 
Uh, that's a bad look. But if his do like if his important relationships are on the Goliath tribe or like emerge, then like that's what he needs one hundred percent in the next episode, or else I won't seriously consider him. Um, but if he gets that, yeah. then absolutely skyrockets. Yeah, I mean his scenes in episodes one and two have been just yes amazing. Like the biggest thing is that relationships, and I was thinking we wouldn't. I was maybe thinking that we wouldn't see Goliath go to tribal council or we wouldn't see a swap for much longer. And so the longer those non-existing relationships happened, the lower he would get. But Mm -hmm. now it all seems to fit together for the moment. Davey's at least a little different than like a Kellen who we were like super anti against because she had no relationship shown. Davey at the very least had that bond with Carl uh, that I think... Yeah, and even here, I mean, he did get that stuff with Nick and Christian. He has shown very prominently as B sort of made her, it's time for me mm. to play the game now. She was shown as one of the biggest allies to B. Yeah, so. like, either way, like, Davey is absolutely someone to watch out for, has a huge chance to win this, is lovable, gets strategic content. Again, the only thing he's missing really is the per- is the uh relationship content because he gets good personal content too like we know who he is audience definitely loves this guy huge chance yeah and the biggest things the biggest things are he was blindsided last night but we got to see his voting confessional and how it was rationalized so there was that and then he gets the first like confessional when they come back so we're right in his head so it all looks it's really always good, right good now. when someone can rationalize when they're on the wrong side. And I think that's like I like yes. obviously before I thought of Davy Carl that Carl was more likely to win, but at this point, like I hundred percent think that Davy is is the alpha in the Davy Carl relationship. Yeah, that's a big downside of Carl for me. B not so much because she was shown, oh now it's time to play the game. But Davy definitely got the strongest part of that. So next up we got the most visible character of this episode, Elizabeth. She's oh, not winning. No. Uh, that's where I'm disappointed with this season's editing is they're letting some people go that could still be at least casual winner contenders, and they probably still will be once they get more content. But I think you really dip down on Elizabeth and Lyrsa mm-hmm. and Dan all in this episode, and it, it sort of is a different sieve for people like us to look at and be like oh they're not they're not winning because this elizabeth got her main ally saved and this is a strange episode for her we saw her fishing in the ocean like she just did like a power play and nothing yeah yeah we don't have much to say on her i she looked great coming yeah she was on my she was on my board after episode two i'm like oh okay so i think it's probably like elizabeth makes sense like gabby makes a lot of sense and then just like I put her as invisible this episode. Like, Yeah, I think when I recorded, the only thing she said was maybe something at the challenge. But yeah. And there was weird focus on her fishing, but it still didn't feel like there was... They, they didn't have to struggle for content. She didn't go three yeah, exactly. days and not like, say a single word. I like, <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, this is the kind of thing that frustrates me happened. when they're like... This is like Ghost Island editing, where it's just like, you just made us disqualify somebody who... You were giving good content before this, and I don't get why. Like, so yeah. So like, give me a like soundboard clip, and like when I'm 
on episode eight. And I'm like, you know, I think Elizabeth yeah, might have yeah. a chance now. You need to like <laughs> play this all back so I don't fall into that trap. Yeah, this is like, I think she's really probably going to go pre-merge personally. Like, I think she's going to die on the swap tribe. Makes a lot of sense to me. I just don't know anymore. Like, with those first two episodes, you could have said, oh, she's making it Yeah, she, game, could, but she could realistically could fit anywhere. just about anywhere. Um, except winner. Yeah. So. Also nearing except winner. You think so? You think it was that bad? Gabby. I think Gabby is just not looking great at all. And I don't know how much of that is just how Gabby is. I think I said that in, like, precast, too, where I was just like, like Gabby doesn't look great or something, but um, <laughs> like she was shown very like neurotic mm-hmm. looking in episode two. Like, I mean, I don't think it's ever a good look, even if you are that type of person to be shown being like, oh, you're voting me out. I get it. It's me. And that was awkward. Paul playing in the sand. It was cute, but was very weird. This episode, this episode, everyone is just like, it's Gabby's fault. We need to get her out. So they're now just sacrificing even more physical activity yep. over Lyrsa. They want Gabby out. Um, she was shown sort of like, so everyone's hating on her, but she's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm happy. Meanwhile, I, I Christian, Christian is throwing her under the this bus. Like, really bad look in this episode three. Like, So yeah, Gabby's definitely plummeted. I think I didn't have her after, after episode two, but definitely not now. It's it's not no, even. No, I really do think her story's gonna be. be like it's gonna be a tragic story of Nick throwing her under the bus and getting away with it. Yeah, I think she might fit into our surprise. I think so too. I really do Gabby think that there's a good chance that maybe it's Christian picking Nick over Gabby or something like that. Like it's gonna come to a head between Nick and Gabby, and Nick's gonna win. Yeah, like I really don't. Yep. Which is unfortunate because I like Gabby. She's like a real person. Like she's how I would be. Like. <laughs> very not good at this game but i love her she's so funny on twitter so I, she's I like it, but yeah. she's just the best but <laughs> i don't think she's long for this game and like if she is she's not winning like i, yeah. I could see her making it pretty far but like never with any real win chance i don't think yeah she could <laughs> she could be, be she could fit right where hannah and Aubrey fit <laughs> yeah <laughs> And Laurel. I don't think I, I really don't think she'll make it as far as them though. I like I really don't. Um like yeah. to me she seems like there's a, a couple spots where it makes sense for where she would leave, like either right before the merge, like a couple rounds into the merge. Like I don't she's not gonna be the merge boot, she's not gonna be anything of that, but I don't know. That's all I have to say about Gabby. Yeah. It makes me so sad. Another person. Another person <sighs> not winning. And they sort of, like, we obviously, I think, knew Lyrsa isn't winning. But to have her go from a pretty big merge or premiere episode, a pretty big second episode where she's the target, and then nothing. Consistency is so important. She has none. Like, she has nothing resembling consistency. Like, she saved herself. Like, why couldn't we hear, like, how it made her feel or what her next plan is or anything? Like, yeah. And I think she was somewhat strong in the challenge and they went back to mm-hmm. David camp for like after the challenge was over. So we could have seen something there. Just it was really yeah, bad. Another like letdown. I just don't get how that ends up happening. <laughs> like, like she's one of the people I want to hear from in this episode. Like, especially, yeah, like David's got so much content on this episode. <laughs> like, and they just ignored the two that just made the power play. Yeah. Even Gabby was kind of ignored. Just other than getting like 
like shit talked by <laughs> yeah by everyone yeah everyone be yeah i don't have like anything to say yeah. about lyrsa like yeah they weren't they weren't in this yeah they basically episode. told us that lyrsa isn't important to the story at all like that's she's like uh she'll yeah she'll she's libby she'll show up when she's important and she'll go away when she isn't exactly yep and someone who we weren't considering make. at all i don't think after episode one who, like, a little bit who, like we didn't eliminate him um, but it was it was a weird one it wasn't like top tier material at that point but now yeah dude gets now, all he says is winner quotes train. like every line is like the million dollar check or uh like give me that slingshot i'm <laughs> going all the way or whatever like every line he says has something about winning or the million dollars um he get he has a clear arc of like I was gonna be the first boot, but now I'm now I'm here to make my second chance even more valuable. Sometimes you get sometimes you turn your advantage or uh turn your um strengths into advantages because I was in danger and now I'm not. I like it's a really good narrative. Yeah. Um the biggest holdup for me is that weird mm-hmm. like mixed premiere. But I think I, I might rewatch and say, oh, that's not as bad as it looked, where he's just like, I'm just ready to play yeah, this Yeah, I think game. if he's a winner, he's like, just an odd winner. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's think, like, it's like if Rob Nino won kind of thing. Like, he is he is a little bit of a, like, a snake. He's a little bit of a, like, scoundrel. So they're going to show that even in his tender moments. But he's, con- he's super consistent. Like, he always has this, like, like devilish side almost, but is also like a good guy yeah and it's not being portrayed like Mm -hmm. i see what you mean but it's not being portrayed negatively like it's either outright positive or just eh. i do think there is a chance that this guy's just the power player of the season and not the winner and that's like the big difference um or just yeah just one of them it's totally possible possible for christian and nick to be like absolutely or even like not gonna lie like i can see nick is like the russell hance almost like I could definitely see him losing to somebody who's quote unquote more deserving at the end. Um, because we got Carl and people saying he's lazy. Hmm. That would explain it. Um, like that's the, the biggest for me is yeah. the lazy comment because lazy people don't win survivor. Um, it's just a quality that they never, like they don't want to show like does nothing around campus winning. That's the single, like single yeah. negative for me, uh, preventing Nick being like top tier. But I could absolutely see him winning. Um, I yeah. do think, honestly, losing finalists is more likely than a winner, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. I guess that's who he's there with. Because yes. you have to assume he's making up far with Christian. And unless, like, Christian is the final four boot, like, Christian. Absolutely. Works, like, anyone would vote for Nick. And that's Christian the thing. Is like, Nick, I, think. I, I think another thing we should touch on is I think Nick has his own little personal narrative of uh, named alliances. I think that's almost one we should put in the main story because that's coming up again and again. Yeah. I really do think, like, like the thoroughbreds or whatever haven't shown up in a while. But, like, I think it's interesting that in the first episode he says, I want to name every alliance I make in a season all about these duos and trios and stuff. So that people think they're more important than they are. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like mean, little content, like, pulling the wool over everyone's eyes who's using the names, even Christian. Like, it's an interesting little story. Yeah, I think that's sort of... Mm-hmm. Related to Slamtown, maybe. 
because Christian and Gabby want to be in Slamtown, so that'll yeah. sort of be their alliance name with And it's John interesting that it stems from Nick. Winner like, if it comes, so... Like, Nick's, like, like yeah. Richard Hatch is going to get the credit for, like, the first alliance or whatever, and Nick's going to get credit, like, in, like, the Survivor uh, lexicon or whatever. It's, like, the guy who made all... Brought the big brother to Survivor. Because <laughs> that's, oh, like... Man. That's the thing, is, like, if they just had named alliances, they would just start with the named alliances. It's interesting that it specifically credits Nick. Because I think that's going to be a major thing in the season. All right, next up, we got yeah. our fallen angel, Jessica. Both of our winner picks after episode one. Oh, oh my gosh. Luck. But <laughs> you know what? There's a reason they made her look so positive, and I really do think it's because it's to inherit to Carl. Whether that means she's winning, whether that means he's winning or not, I don't know. But they clearly like Jessica. They clearly wanted to show her way more positive than she actually was, and they wanted to establish the Carl-Jessica relationship to emphasize Carl, I think. So it was just such a big like surprise. I really haven't thought like how could they have done it differently where they didn't need to focus on Jessica mm-hmm. so much for that first episode because it was so strong. And then, like I said, you could see Jessica maybe wasn't the shining, bright, positive angel she was portrayed to be. That's the thing. That's so, going to be like, yeah, why I think on come it? finale and night, like what, does it? what Jessica's edit men i think is actually going to be important like i think like like because she was clearly not that way and we even talked about that in the episode like like she's giving like the least inspiring story of everybody and getting like the most positive outlook on it uh obviously a little bit of the david like spirit behind it but something's weird going on there and i really do think it's probably like like i think it probably has to do with carl but it's very interesting that they chose to do it that way that is something I sort of forgot but it's interesting to put Jessica's story back in comparison with the other two storytellers where they stand now which was B who next episode means everything and Nick who mm-hmm. that's an interesting one we just talked about but um yeah why give Jessica it's all that It's super interesting like she, she has to be second. like I don't know Ooh. this might not be factual but one of the most positive and in-your-face second boots of all time. Like, really, like, like they could have just not shown her. They could have, like, shown her barely talking. Like, there's so many things they could have done with her that they opted not to do. And that's... Yeah, I think in that minority alliance, you have strong characters in B, Carl, and Davey. Like, just have Jessica be sort of their... Yeah. They're like casualty as they move forward, as opposed to hundred percent. Like it's definitely episodes. a weird mystery, but that's the thing. Yeah, I think right now what we know to yes. do is to focus on what it means to Carl, what it means to be. Yeah, like honestly, I guess this is just an added um, go to that there. is so if that's... B does leave and like like breaks her knee or whatever, and Carl gets another confessional being like B and Jessica were my people. <laughs> like Carl shoots up way higher then we already have him. Like, if Carl's story is, like, all his allies keep dying kind of thing, and, like, he just wants to help them, that's probably pretty good for him, I think. So that concludes the David yeah. Tribe for episode two and three. Next up, we got the Goliath Tribe, uh, where we got Alec, who loves Starbucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Alec, I'm glad he's just, like, consistently under the radar. It's See, that's where it works, yeah. where you tell us from the very beginning... You don't need to care about this person as much. Enjoy them for what they, what the little moments they do bring. Where it's like, is he the one who like sneaks I up on Natalia so, yes. when they're discussing the at the challenge? They're all like groovy then, dude, yeah, groovy, or whatever they're saying. Gnarly. Um, they're saying gnarly dude as he's climbing the thing. Like, 
Very funny. <laughs> very funny. Good little character. Yeah. If you want an, another nail in his coffin, he was shown a lot with Jeremy, yes. but that never came up, and he voted against Jeremy. Walking red so. flags. So, yeah, Alec is super dead in the water. <laughs> I don't know when he's going. It could be any time yeah. at this point, especially with Ghost Island editing and play. Although, yep. right now, he's better than some of the Ghost That's Island That's the thing. Titles, is like, Alex, so. like, can you believe that this is the guy that preseason we'll we were fighting over who would get him as the winner pick? <laughs> yeah, like, it's... Ah, uh, and then Jessica Yeah, goes. it's been a bad uh, so, bad for guesses. But I like... Track, but. And considering I ended up picking Dan, uh, also not great. But it is what it is. Um, honestly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next is Allison, who's also not next on the show. Next is Allison. Which, well, no, she's, like, kind of on the show. It's, like, give some of that content to Allison this episode, to, like, Elizabeth and Larissa. Because... Even though Allison had a strongish premiere, yeah. I knew she wasn't winning. And then they sort of put her in the background. But then she came back, I guess, for the purpose of them going to tribal council. But, yeah, I liked Allison pre-show. Yeah. And I My take like, is basically really Allison is the Allison. only person on this cast who, if I saw I in public, she... I wouldn't recognize. And that's not good. Yeah. she's very Yeah, she seems very normal. Which, ah. Uh, yeah, and I like honestly, Allison like, were winning, but just she has so. nothing resembling a story at all. <laughs> like, I think she could fool some casuals. You're seeing moments, yeah. Of like, Allison, obviously, I think she's gonna tie into like yeah. the girls' alliance in some way. <laughs> like, she was the one kind of shown with Angelina doing it, but she's clearly shown as the beta in the relationship, so it's yeah. And when that six formed in episode two. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, Jeremy, Natalie, yeah. Mike, they're all out of it. And then it's very like, weird. Allison's also like, out of Like, uh, Allison's so. not even on the inside. Like, she's just... <laughs> very strange. Like, like who is she with? I have no idea. Like... Yeah. It's, yeah, weird. Very Rorky. Very, very Rorky, I feel. But, like, we're actually not... Yeah, I think she's a prime she candidate to die on the Swap Tribe and, so. like, an over-the-top negative five episode. I can 100% see her being yeah, the president. I can't imagine and her being that negative, but we'll see. Like, that's honestly how I'm predicting her to go. Um, <laughs> speaking of villains, I guess, we got Angelina, who... No, I, I still maintain that she's uh, going to be the villain of the season. I'm not so sure about that anymore. I feel like we've seen, other than when she laughed at Real the Davids, which is pretty bad. I feel like we're seeing I don't like, know. good things from Angelina. I feel like... Ugh, like, like Angelina's, I up could there for see me. her winning, but like not really. Like something would feel wrong if she won. Like uh, I feel from these first three episodes and going into a swap, I think we're okay with what we got from Angelina. The biggest thing is that laughter. Yeah, at the if Davids, like, if this like, season is literally if the just Davids like get crushed, there's I mean, one David in the merge or something. Not like such a bad thing. I'll consider Angelina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, she's one of Only the better Goliaths, but that's now. not exactly a glowing endorsement. Uh, she's a great character, though. Like, she, I think yeah. no matter what is going to have a great arc. Um, yeah, I thought she would be insufferable, yeah, but she's I insufferable like in a good much way. more so. than I was expecting. So. <laughs> like, she's fun to... She, for me, I find her, like, fun to root against <laughs> because I feel like everybody in their life knows an Angelina. <laughs> and it's, it's just great to see this kind of character so authentic yeah. i think like i don't think she's really hamming it up or anything it's she's good i think mm-hmm. that's what we're getting a lot of i think is authenticity 
in this season. A lot of people are playing as themselves, and they're not necessarily the most rational or best players, but it really helps to make the season exciting and fun. Okay, so next on our list is Dan, who is another... What are you doing, editors? Something funny. Like, he's really got everything so far. Like, he was over-the-top positive. I think he's over-the-top negative. Basically invisible. <laughs> like, this is the wor- Like this is the least likely to win of anybody, I think. Uh, hmm. Maybe not anybody, <laughs> but pretty close. Like... Yeah. This is the exact opposite of how yeah, a winner I guess looks. It's very, it's very unbelievable to think someone who has shown so positively and then someone who's shown so very negatively, both in episodes they didn't go to Tribal Council, and then the episode they do go to Tribal Council is the least visible person on their tribe is pretty yeah. bad. Like, I just, like, like, normally you talk about, like, you want, like, it's okay if you slide in the background a little bit when you're not important, like, and then when you are important, you show up. Like, this is, like, this is the worst. Like, like if <laughs> anything, there should have been some sort of a side, and this is why I'm not so hot on Kara either, but, like, what we've been told these first two episodes is that Dan and Kara are a couple, they're not the greatest at hiding it, so people might target them, and there was none of that narrative Nothing. in this episode. Yeah. Not even a little bit. <laughs> so, so that means it's coming up later, yeah. which is, again, really bad for Dan. <laughs> like, their story is everyone, like, is scared of them because they're a duo, and that wasn't on the TV show last night, like, nope. <laughs> which means it will be later on, and I'm guessing probably at the merge or something. Yeah, I almost think they could split apart and come back together and... Mm-hmm. Kara's probably not so hot on Dan anymore. That makes the most sense to me because the picture we're seeing is Dan is head over heels for her and she doesn't like him. <laughs> and it's definitely not really a story we've ever seen before and I think it's super captivating, but real bad for Dan's winning yeah. chances. Considering her story is like, I'm willing to cut him if I have to. But I think a lot of people were would have still had Dan had he had a bigger impact on this episode. Like, yeah, I think people would have wanted to see past all the faults and stuff and be like, oh, well, he's still such a big character. Something must come of it. But to have him non-existent in this episode is just the worst. It's the worst. It's bizarre. It's bad storytelling. Like, I just... I, and I think in this season of generally great, fun storytelling, the bad parts really come to the forefront so not mm-hmm. good I, w- I want to move on yeah like i mean like the, the issue is like it almost feels like we have like a spoiler of how the story's gonna go on already and so it's like as captivating as it is like i feel like i already know how it ends and when you're not like developing it and you're just like left it on standby it makes me f- even more confident that i know how it ends and that's less fun to watch yeah. I don't know. Uh, like Dan seems like a fun character. Like I think he'll. I think he'll continue to get like berated by the edit, especially um, as he swaps with new people. Like, what is that going to yeah. entail? I think we might get some Chris Noble like things when he was on the. I forget what it was called. The Green Tribe. You knew ya. Yeah, you knew ya. Yeah. Where other people. Yeah, I think a hundred percent we're gonna get someone digging into yeah. him. Uh, it's gonna be really funny, and then we're gonna forget about it. Uh, oh man. 
Yeah, poor Dan has no chance. Like honestly, I like I would put B's chances slightly would above Dan. Would you put Dan's. Natalie's chances above Dan? Oh, uh, I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least she's consistent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least she's consistent. Yep. On to someone who is yeah. filled with nuance and totally the opposite of what I was expecting in a good way. I told you. I told <laughs> well, you. Okay, he was still really over the top in the premiere, and I didn't like it. But I, I loved everything John had to offer this episode. Yeah, episode two and three, I was like, this is a dream come true, seeing this guy kill it out there. <laughs> like, like Johnny Nitro is the man, and he's not famous enough. Like, like he is, like... Like, he's famous enough, famous for, like, wrestling fans, but not in a way that, like, he has any crossover fame. So, you know, it's not, like, an inauthentic edit. Like, he's just doing it so well. Like, he's totally in here for a long time. Gonna be the power player of the season, I think. So pumped. Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. He's definitely just, like, fitting into stuff really well. Not, like, really rustling any feathers. Uh, just, just great. Like... Definitely on my winner contenders now. It's obviously he's not getting an overblown I'm a wrestler edit at all. It's very much, yeah, I'm a person. It's almost a growth edit, which I don't think is a bad thing right now. Yeah, it's like, for me, the one bad thing is that, like, the reason the growth edit never wins is because it's a consolation prize for winning. Like, like David Wright may have not won the season, but he learned to handle his paranoia in the world or whatever. Like, it's a... It's a consolation prize. It gives them an excuse to not win. But at the same time, in my opinion, Ben had a growth edit in one. And so I don't really value it as much as I used to on that rule. Um, and I think the stage is set where it's not like he's learning how to change himself. He's learning who he really is when he's not a wrestler. And I yes. think that's a... Like, you can see the final tribal council where that works out really nicely. Where it's like... It's a very different kind of growth edit. And... I think he's absolutely a contender to win. By far the most likely Goliath. I know amidst our discussions, there was some concern that just in general about the Goliath tribe not being complex in the first episode at least. But I think I'm on board with considering Goliath tribe people right now because they're not... Like I said, this was a three-episode arc, it feels. And Mm -hmm. I think things are changed. And for the most part, it was fairly even after the It was, and... I mean, I think the single best thing for John is that if Goliath isn't the complex tribe, on the David tribe they had a scene talking about him. Yeah. Which is like a pretty good excuse, like to make the Davids the com- complex tribe and then throw John in there to show that he's connected to them. Um, I really do think that's probably what his story is going to be. He's going to be with the Davids. And like the one downside, honestly, is the Natalie of it all. Like. <laughs> I think there's a chance Natalie completely ruins this game. But, I mean, like, as much as the move to save Natalie was kind of shown as Angelina's, it was kind of more shown as John's. Like, in the background, it was John's. And I think that's a really good spot for him. Uh, He was definitely involved, which I think with the next mm -hmm. person is one of my biggest gripes against her. But with John, yeah, he was definitely... He's definitely shown trying to work with Natalie and be like, here's how... You can maybe integrate better. Yeah. In so, episode two and three. Yeah. Like, in both episodes, he was shown as helping out Natalie, saying he trusts Natalie. It's v- I love this duo. This is my favorite duo of the season. <laughs> like, the John and Natalie somehow being friends. Like, I don't know what happened there, but it's awesome. And 
I'm hesitant to say anybody is friends with Natalie, but yeah, I like the duo. If there is one, it's John, <laughs> which is great. And like, it's awesome because like every other person. So like with that motif of uh, empathy versus uh, caring for yourself. Ever, so Natalie went to Mike. Mike hates her. Jeremy went to Natalie. Natalie hates him. Every single other one like that ended up in a imbalanced relationship where one person hates the other one. Yeah. Except John who went to Natalie and they're still fine. Yeah. I think that's super good for John. John's t- t- ticking like almost every box. He gets the secret nerd confessional. He gets, he's learning to like be everyone's friend and smile more and laugh. He's got personal narratives. He's got good relationships. He's got everything, honestly, for a good edit. And I really like, like have him extremely high. I'm not entirely sold yet, but he's there. He's someone I'm really considering at the moment, so yeah, we'll see. And he's the best character in the show too. Like no, he's just great. well, okay. <laughs> There's a little bit of bias there. Okay, yeah, there is a little. Bit of bias. <laughs> but everyone online loves him. Like it's great. I'm I'm loving this. Uh, okay. So next up, we got Kara, who seems to be an online favorite, from what I can tell. I haven't really looked into it, but I, I get it. I think Kara almost just is like Dan, but a little bit better this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I still think there was a lot of opportunity to show Kara in different ways, especially when Natalie wants to have a conversation with Kara. And so she pulls Kara aside, but Jeremy follows her, and then they get into this big argument, and Kara's just standing there the whole time. But we don't get anything from Kara being like, what do I do? It's yep. just like, this is so awkward or something like that. Like so easy to put in there. Cause yeah. she definitely mentioned it. And I mean, she ended up voting Jeremy. So even if what you're saying is just like, yeah, this is why we need to get rid of Jeremy now. But I mean, maybe it just didn't happen that way, but I still think they slighted Kara on this episode and they definitely did. Yeah. And so. I just, I don't see why, like she's like the only girl I think is content when they don't go to tribal. Then, doesn't when they do it's very strange yeah i don't know what to like i don't know what to make of it other than i think she's just gonna have like a badass moment when she cuts dan and then everyone like claps and then mm-hmm. that's it depending on how she comes back next episode maybe yeah she could still win there's I, more I like, to it but she's not she definitely fell quite a ways for me yeah me too like for me like i don't have her like eliminated like dan is eliminated for me like there's no chance Kara yeah. could win uh so at least she has that. Yep. That's pretty much all I have to say on her. I know she got one confessional, but it was super generic, and I, it was not related really to the Natalie Jeremy situation. It might have been related to Dan, but it wasn't very important. So It was not at all, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Mike, who honestly got a really good couple episodes, I think. Um, <sighs> I could see Mike winning, maybe. I still don't get why he got the, like, tie episode one, like, when he's clearly not, like... It seems like he would be, like, the seventh person voted out on this tribe. <laughs> the seventh? Yeah, like, it really doesn't feel like he was, like, at in any danger at this tribal council. Yeah, he definitely, he got off the hook. I, there wasn't really much mention of that. Maybe there will be, but I, mm, Mike mm-hmm. is a hard one to play still. Yeah, that's I, the thing. He's, like, he's almost, like, like, like note for note almost getting like the david wright and like kind of edit where it's just like decoy boot in the first episode 
like he's totally going home as soon as he goes to tribal because he made the mistake of looking for the idol and it doesn't affect anything and it turns out that he probably wasn't actually on the bottom at all it's just very weird i think if i mean if goliath still goes to like a bunch more tribal councils i think he just goes after natalie yeah yeah i think i think that six stays strong like and i mean even after mike they still have allison so yeah yeah. But an interesting edit that I really don't know what to make of. It's not the strongest, but it's also there's not any errors, but there's not any like real successes either. Just yeah. Really in the middle. Like I almost feel like his story is gonna be being too passive, which is interesting. Like his story in this episode was, I love Jeremy. He makes me laugh. I feel like I'm closer with him than anybody, but I'm just gonna let him die. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it's very just there. Like, yeah. And I can see him just being there until he goes. And, so. like, this is Jeff Probst, like, one of his best friends. So, like, there's always that asterisk on his edit. Um, he's probably always going to look a little better than he otherwise would. Yeah. I don't think he's winning. But, again, he's one of those people who I wouldn't eliminate because he could win. Yeah, he might be, like, the lowest person I would still consider. Like, the lowest person I would see winning and be somewhat satisfied with the season as it progressed yes i think way. like he that's the thing is like he just needs he needs something but i don't know what it is because he's on the episodes all the time every episode but like does he have a family yeah can i talk about that like it's just other than the fact that you're mike mike white the guy (laughs) who was on amazing race like who are you like yeah this is the thing is like we know he's a fan but and that he's different than other people who look for idols because he just wants it. He doesn't like <laughs> his story makes no sense. That's the biggest problem. It's just like Yeah. It feels very Dr. Mike. It feels very Dr. Mike. Like he almost is exactly getting Dr. Mike's edit. Obviously a character, but like they don't really know what to do with him because he mm-hmm. sort of just finishes here. And probably makes it really far, and then it's like, what's the difference between Dr. Mike coming fifth and winning? It's like yeah, honestly, that's probably what I would pencil in. It's like Dr. – or sorry, not Dr. Mike. <laughs> Writer Mike probably ending up very similar position-wise to Dr. Mike. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got to say about him. So next up we get somebody who I really think other than Dan might be the least likely to win. Like really – It's just – The most <laughs> obvious pr- swap boot of all time, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Natalia. Natalia. This girl is not making it to the merge. Like, I would bet money on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just, yeah, just, I like her a lot. She's, like, has these, like, snippy moments where she, like, stands up for herself and, like, hates Natalie, which is fun. But, yeah, it's, like, it's still really hard to distinguish her from Angelina. And they had radically different opinions about the vote. <laughs> Which is a big nail in her coffin is that she was like, I'm voting Natalie no matter what. Yeah. And the vote is 9-1 against Jeremy. So Yeah, her story yeah. is literally she hates Natalie. And that's it. Like, that's that's her story. Yeah, so if you get lined up with a boot where it's like, or a swap where Natalia and Natalie are on the same team and there's a David majority, it's just easy to be like, well, yeah. I don't like Natalia. And then, but I think she could also last much longer. Not like... Much longer in terms of the pre-merge, I guess. Yeah, I could see her, like, any time in the pre-merge. Like, to me, she's very similar to Bradley last season, where we were like, this guy makes no sense in the merge. Like, there's no chance this guy's making the merge, because 
his story does not line up with Dominic's story, who is the alpha in the story we're being told, but this guy seems to be the alpha in what's actually happening. So there, there's no way they end up in the merge together. Uh, Natalia is definitely not going to be in the merge with Kara and Dan, because they're apparently a trio, but... They were a trio, but now they're not. Now it's the group of six. For whatever reason, yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, so that means Who's she's... her... Okay, so Dan has, or Kara has Dan, Angelina has John, and then, yeah, Nat- Natalia has Alec, which is yeah. real great. That's also a bad sign. <laughs> so, yeah. Real bad sign yeah. that uh, her number one ally is also invisible. Like I like her reactions. Yeah, she great seems cool. Like, facial reactions. Yeah. But not winning. Yeah, she also just doesn't really pop as a character. Like... Especially with Angelina there. They look so alike. They do. Like, they they look so much alike. And then it's like Angelina gets the content. And sometimes you're like, wait, did Angelina just have, like, a weird confessional hating Natalie? Oh, no. It was Natalia. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I really do think her story's just going to be she cared too much about getting Natalie out rather than... If she has a story, to be honest. Yeah. Like... I mean, at least it's consistent, right? Like, in the first episode, she's like, Natalie's the worst, and everyone else... Like, then we get other people being like, eh, maybe Natalie's not so bad in the following episodes. And then in this one, she's like, I'm yeah. voting Natalie no matter what. Like, I think that's yeah. her story. She followed, like, wanted to kill Natalie too much, and Natalie's not going anywhere anytime soon, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I say I she's mean, the next boot. Let's, let's start talking about yeah. Natalie. The queen. What? Natalie Napalm. I love Natalie Napalm so much. Such a good character. Like. So, like, unlike anyone we've seen. Ever. Like, is the- And it's great to see her, like, instead of just being this very villainous, very negative character, she had this great opposition who is also very bad. And so we get to see yeah. her, like, sort of as an anti-hero. It's like what happens when the underdog is, like, an awful person. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like. Awful person who everyone hates. Like like an Abby Maria almost. Yeah, she's like, exactly. Like, like she's Abby Maria not in a power position though, right? Like, it's yeah. very weird. Very, very weird. I also think she did nothing to save herself, which is even better. Like, like, <laughs> like it wasn't like she managed to pull off this amazing move. I think she got saved completely on accident. Yeah, did like her and Angelina even talk? Or? The episode so shows that they didn't. Like, like it just—it's such a funny edit. I really do think she's probably here for lo- way longer than she probably should be. I mean, I hope so. I don't know. I could definitely just see Natalie being too much of a what is it like a burden to whatever tribe, and yeah, she's also really easy to get rid of if you don't have any better options. So I just feel like she is honestly gonna fit in the Abby Maria mold of like everyone hates her, and then the question just like. Do we risk dragging her to the end, or like, I like, and, and people like falling over themselves to try and do it? Like, I really do think that's gonna be her story. So I think she's gonna come like eighth. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it depends on like what she sort of looks like next episode. Yeah. Like, if she takes their words to heart, like that could be interesting. Oh no, I think that's bad. Like, if she like honestly, if she stays the same, she's here longer. I think. I think if she takes their words to heart and then is swapped, like maybe she actually becomes sort of a useful alliance member that. Oh yeah, maybe maybe watch on to. I don't know. 
It's very interesting. I just want more. Yeah. I don't care how it happens. One of the greatest voting confessionals of all time, also. Like, yeah, really great. Absolutely. Really great. Yeah, and that's the thing is, she's just such a good character, and, like, they're probably so happy she made it past the first boot. Like, Oh, yeah. Because I think she is, like, probably the worst player on this cast, but... Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, just by, like nature like i don't know maybe if you're like this is a strategic game first and foremost maybe she would change but she's too darn committed to being herself yeah jeremy had a great confessional where he's like this girl's been married for 35 years someone loves her for who she is so she's gotta go (laughs) and i think that's honestly like that's her story you know what i mean like she's gonna be who she is even though everyone except for i guess her husband hates her (laughs) But I'm I'm here for it. Like bring Natalie back for All Stars. Like whatever. <laughs> she needs to be on her TVs all the time. But yeah, she's. Do you think she has a chance to win? Like, is there a world she wins? Oh no. Yeah, I don't really think so either. It would be so unprecedented. It would be absurd. Like I can see, in my like dream fan fiction worlds, I can see the story, but that's not the story CBS ever wants to tell us this no. season. So, like, yeah, yeah, like, there's a weird world where, like, everyone tries to drag her as a goat and then she wins or something, but I don't think it's going to happen. It was interesting that she got the episode title, Mm -hmm. and it was just never came and never came, and then all of a sudden Natalie says it, and it's about her sticking to a tribe when a swap comes, which I think that's interesting. I feel like that won't happen. (laughs) I feel like she's flipping on them. I, I really, know. I have no idea where her story's going, but I hope it's long. Yeah, and if it's if it's the Natalie winner edit, like bring it on. Yeah, like honestly, it. I would put her, I would put her on my <laughs> contender list every week, just in hope. Like, please <laughs> let Survivor become dynamic enough that someone like this could win. That would be incredible. That's like the dream come true. Amazing. I, then again, like I don't even know what her winning would look like. Like, would you just ignore everyone hating her? Like, it's so weird. I think it would just be redemption. Like, look, guys, I learned. So I guess look out for next episode, her completely changing characters. Her OTPPPPPPPP5 edit. Staring into the sunset. Crying. Yeah, honestly, without something like that, she's pretty dead in the water. Speaking of dead in the water, we got our boy Jeremy. Oh, no. Like, in real life. Yeah, dude's making a bad look of himself on poor guy because you know yeah. what this is is like because like he's embarrassed to have just gone out like that and so oh yeah and like such a strange arc where he's quiet in the first episode and then like sort of looks like he's becoming a big character maybe like a weird delayed winner and then it just all turns mm-hmm. south i really like before this episode really took a turn i was like oh wow i maybe i, I should consider jeremy and i was like oh no 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 <laughs> But, like, he definitely has an arc, right? Like, in the first episode, he talks about how, yeah. uh, you know, finding an idol is way harder on TV. And then he finds an idol, but it's in Dan's pocket. And then, like, it consumes him to the point of just like, kind of going nuts. And then... And, like, he's telling everyone the truth. Like, Dan yeah. does have an idol, guys. And they're just like, Jeremy's yeah. weird. Like, we should get him out. <laughs> it's definitely super weird. Like... <laughs> It almost feels like he didn't really do much wrong. 
other than like i guess didn't jive with them at all and it's weird that he's sort of portrayed like i think the thing you have to look at if you're really thinking strategically as a player on the goliath tribe is the main thrust of it was that oh jeremy's this like big charming like player he's gonna like work against us later on and then he gets voted out nine to one and you're like well could he was he really that charming yeah and so it's really a thing where for other people to start being like maybe there are threatening people on this tribe who got jeremy out instead of natalie yeah that's the thing is like i really do think that this guy wasn't going anywhere without like a like this was a power move against him yeah i mean like like people worked hard to get him out specifically and yeah that's the thing about it like you want like i always want like people to not be scared to go after like these big players at the start but it almost feels bad when it actually happens like i don't know like you you want people you don't want it to be the obvious boots at the start every time who are like less social but then like you oh, don't yeah. like it's then it's sad when it is like the guy who normally would do well if not for weird circumstances I th- i'm trying to think isn't that sort of what happened in the first two episodes of survivor south africa where yeah they had these big characters 100%. go and then you just yeah. like it's like oh yeah like awesome great thrilling tv but then oh they're not on my tv anymore that's kind of sad yeah uh, jeremy had like a good arc honestly story is that um empathy versus looking out for yourself one because uh obviously he's tied to natalie and that like that was a powerful scene and just seeing it not work was heartbreaking but that's the thing the show wanted us to just see that i think from him yep yeah. just thinking about what he's done after the show to even I, like because he didn't come off great on the show but like he's yeah just, like honestly with how it turned yeah. out like i think there's maybe a chance that he's saying some truth but like because like again the 901 like is wild but I don't know. It's like bad luck. Like even if it is true, you don't you don't go around saying that in exit interviews. Like, like that's just that's just uh, <laughs> that's bad juju. And so I guess that is the Goliath tribe. Uh, and so now we're gonna go through our predictions. And as always, we start with our winner predictions from this point on. Um, <laughs> who do you think's gonna win, Joe? I think Davy is my number one right now, but it all is predicated on next episode. I think if you're looking for someone who could fare well, what whatever comes next episode, maybe like Nick or Christian or John, I think they could all do pretty well unless they were super invisible. On a yeah, right episode. now I have Davey as number one. Uh, then I have Carl number two. I do think that they are both super strong. Um, but yeah, I, I like this season because there's a lot of contenders right now. Um, I, I could see yeah. quite a number yeah, like, of these people win, and that's awesome. Like you still have like Kara up there. Like maybe they're doing something really weird with Gabby. Maybe they're doing something super weird with Elizabeth. Angelina's an mm-hmm. interesting character. Okay, B B cannot could cannot win unless like <laughs> weirdness dogs. happens. But no, I won't be silenced. I will I won't never be, be silenced. silenced. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know, like. That's the thing is like I like that the field's pretty open. It does annoy me that they like ended the chances for Lyrsa and Elizabeth, like and Dan, like and Dan. I mean I feel like I stopped considering Dan after the first episode, but Well yeah, yeah, but, yeah like yeah, for yeah. everyone. Like, like everyone's like It's just it's a little oh. annoying, but it is what it is. Um I'm glad overall there's a lot of characters with like good edits. Um so that's that's a good thing there. Um 
But yeah, right now I have Davy number one, Carl number two, Nick number three. So yeah, I go Davy number one, Nick number two, and then yeah, Christian and I would sign off on that three. too. Uh, and then I would put John number four because yeah, yeah, John's my number four as well. No and way, Angelina. <laughs> no chance. And then B. No. Mm, yeah, well, that's I like fine. That's fun. I definitely think it's like so. I do think it's possible. Like I think it would be a great season if Angelina somehow wins and like finds like a million idols and like fires. I mean, the thing is, our top four contenders right now are all men, and if this yeah. is a season about girls, that's the thing. Angelina. Or, like, that's the thing. That's why I haven't eliminated Gabby. Like Gabby's still there for me, because um, I don't know. I still feel like a girl's winning, but then none of the girls are really getting great at it. So it's <laughs> like your best contender, like traditionally, is yeah. Kara now. Oh, Natalie. What a season. <laughs> but yeah, I love this season so far. I'm so happy. Uh, Who do we think is going next? I'm going to go with Natalia. I don't, yeah. I, don't I think mean, that's B. A bad choice, B's next. Unfortunately. No, no, Natalia. I, I'm not even considering B because she's leaving in the first five minutes. <laughs> B is stepping up her game. Though. I hope so. I hope you're right. Not she literally. Can't step it up, she can't, but. <laughs> she can crawl her game up. I don't. I don't even know who else to consider. I feel like if Natalia and B aren't, are in then the I would say Allison winners, like, or it's a total. But Allison doesn't. Or I don't feel like. I just feel like it could yeah. be anyone at that point. I think there's a number and, of people who it can be, and a p- people who it can't be. Like Christian's not going anywhere. Davey's yeah, not going Christian, anywhere. I would say Dan and Kara are probably say Mike's not going anywhere. Yeah, Davey. Like I, th- I would say the pool of people I could see it being is so? Alec, Allison, B, Dan. No, not Dan. Uh, Elizabeth, Lirsa. I don't think Elizabeth. I, th- is I think she could. I don't know. Elizabeth has. Yeah, true. She has that, that Nick, thing. Nick. Yeah. Thing to work with, but Lirsa is one up there. Yeah, because Lirsa's yeah. story with Elizabeth is over. Well, it could be. I don't think. So. Well, like Elizabeth saved her. That's the story. Like that's yeah. that's enough of a payoff, right? Yeah, I think you're right. So. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, there's a number, there's a pool, but it's not a huge pool, I don't think. Uh, I think more than realistically, it's probably Natalia. But this yeah, like really, like I'm surprised. Like, us, so. As long as it's not John next, I'll be happy. If it's Blindside, you know what I mean? Like, I'm good with anything. Yeah, yeah, that's what we have. Um, as always, our website is thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. There's a contact form there that sends uh, whatever you want to send us to our email, or you can just email us directly at thewinneredit, one, one winner, no S, at gmail.com. Uh, there are new episodes on Saturdays or Sundays, hopefully all the time from here on out. Um, we share our episodes on our Survivor or our Edgic. Or we are on all the major podcast places. Uh, let us know if we're not. Uh, of course, the big one is iTunes. So if you could review us there, that probably does the best for our visibility. Um, we'll try to put out show notes and stuff with our official edX or any other links that come up. I know last year we did some confessional, uh, what do you call yeah. them? Confessional databases? I don't know. Yeah. Um, if those become pertinent. We haven't really had that this season, though, so... Yeah, that's about it. Peace out. We will see you next week.